Hello there, this is Ed McCarty. Welcome to Hoofing It Podcast with everything horses and livestock. Hello everyone, this is Melissa Cowan. And this is Jana Barkus. And we're with Hoofing It Podcast. And today we are with a very special gentleman. His name is Marcelo, is it Guzman? Did I pronounce that correctly? Yes. Okay. And um, Marcelo, thanks for joining us today. Um, we're anxious to talk to you. Well, thank you very much for the invitation. I feel uh, very honored that uh, you're willing to talk to me so I can share a little bit of what I've learned from so many people in so many different continents. So uh, I've enjoyed my time here in the States so good. The last four years I've been living here and doing a lot of different things. And I, I really appreciate your invitation. Great. Well, Marcelo, let's just start a little bit from the beginning with you. So where are you originally from? And then how did you get involved in horses? Well, um, first of all, I, I was born in Chile, in the city of Concepcion, which means Conception. Um, my, my family's been from that area since ever. Uh, I'm a fourth-generation horse trainer and breeder. Um, I would say six generations, but my other, my other two generations were just more into the races. They will have horses in the racetrack and stuff, but they didn't race them or train them. But the proper training ones were like four generations. And... Uh, yeah, after that, I, when I was an exchange student, I moved to Australia when I started doing natural horsemanship when I was like maybe 15 years old or 16 years old. I stayed there for 14 months and went back to Chile and keep performing on the Chilean rodeos, show jumping, dressage, which were my, uh, my first disciplines. Then later on, after achieving all my goals in the rodeos, I moved to the reigning when we were lucky enough to make it to the number one in the world in the... FEA world rankings, not the world show or anything, just the ranking. We won a lot of shows. And uh, I was part of the national team two times. And then Al Danning encouraged me to move to America. I said I needed to be here uh, to improve and in order to do better. So I followed his advice as my mentor. I got accredited by him and I, I moved to, um, to the States and I've been here since 2018. And where are you located here in the States? Right now, I'm in Wickenburg, Arizona. I got a nice ranch here, and I got a bunch of boys in training, and I love it and enjoy it. And uh, doing different disciplines, to be honest. I I'm, I love the working cow horse. It's something that I'm very passionate about. And I, I love the fact that you can train such a complete horse that can do four events as cutting, roping, uh, well, going down the fence as the cowboys do and, and raining, which is my other passion as well. But I'm getting a little bit away from the raining industry, to be honest. I'm trying to move a little more towards the cowboys because I, I really enjoy it. And later on, I've been doing a lot of work in equitation. I'm one of the five level seven masters in in, in the working egg. And I'm working towards the, the world show that's going to be in five years. So... I'm really onto that. It's a beautiful sport. It's, it's a mix of dressage and and ranch riding and and, and trail riding and, and and cow work. I mean, it's just so fun. I love these events where the horses can do absolutely everything and and be very um, a, a, be of good service, you know, for a ranch or for anybody. So there's a lot of things going on. And I just enjoy my my time on the horses. And Arizona is a perfect place to be with the decent weather and you can get up early if it's the hot, if it's hot. And, and, uh, what, what, where did you say in Arizona that you were located? 
Wickenburg, the roping oh, capital of the world. Exactly. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> my husband and I uh, were there this last winter, and uh, we roped there, and we roped at quite a few different places, and it was so fun. So fun to just a haul. You could you could rope almost every night, really. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, great. we can rope all the time. And I'm, I'm super happy of the allocation I have here. I'm doing business with the Garnhardt family. We got a ranch. It's right in the middle of town, like behind the NRS, which is the, let's call the mall from Wickenburg. Yeah, <laughs> so we, were we're by right the, we were by there. That is a fantastic location. Yeah, Good. yeah. I'm very blessed that the Garnhards are being uh my my sponsors here and, and and it's been great to 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 be working beside them we got a bunch of their horses in training too and yeah it's been just great and having the the chance of of, of doing different disciplines i think is what what motivates me more because it, it improves your horsemanship getting knowledge from different different disciplines learning from different great trainers arizona is such a blessed state in the fact that um that they have so many good trainers of different disciplines. And I, I've been trying to learn as much as I can. I That's think great. horsemanship is a never ending process of learning. Mm-hmm. And right now we're in, I think I feel very blessed to be in Arizona. I never thought there was going to be so many good trainers in this country, in, in this side of the country. And wow, it's been, it's been great. So many horses and people and opportunity. It sounds like that's, that's fantastic. Yeah. I didn't even realize there was that many horse trainers in Arizona yeah, myself. I don't either. Do I you have clinics? Huh? Oh yeah, yeah. Do, uh, do you have a lot of clinics uh, there in Arizona? I used to come a lot to ride with Al Danning mainly. Uh, he's been the one that's guided me through through everything. Because um, I'm very picky about who's the person I want to learn from. Um, what I respected the most about Al Danning is in his program. He's so gentle with the horses. Is is so gentle with his clients, <laughs> and. Uh, I like the fact that he takes the business as an overall. He can provide you with everything you need from the horse, from the saddle, from the lessons, from the tag you need. And the, the other thing I liked about him, he's such an all-around hand. He can rope, he can cow horse, he can uh, Western pleasure. He can do it all. And and he's really good on coaching and teaching. And I really admire uh, such a complete horseman as him. And I feel that's more the old school style that we're losing nowadays because um, b- before it was like that, a horse should be able to do anything. And nowadays, it's everything so specific, just running or just cow horse or just jumping or just eventing or just dressage. Mm-hmm. It's not something that can do everything on the horse. And having people like him cooperating to the industry is, is, is such a big blessing. And I, I try to learn as much as I can from him. He's a good friend and great, great coach. He is an amazing horseman. Uh, I've got oh, an opportunity to be around him, you know, Did in you? the past and, uh, yeah, and uh, he's just so fun to watch, and you know, just the horsemanship and and his way of going. So I haven't I've seen a little bit, but I haven't not a lot. So that I've heard nothing but good things about him. So that's really great that you're able to ment- he's your mentor. Then mm-hmm. um, you mentioned yeah. dressage that you u- utilize dressage. Um, a lot of people don't understand how important. Uh, dressage can be when you're training horses you want to enlighten us a little bit about that yes for sure i when i started um when i started riding i well i started on, on the chilean style type of riding which which comes a lot from dressage is hineta style is the Hineta's old spanish yeah. way uh, which it goes a little bit away from the bridle but the the brida style which is the the dressage right the mm-hmm. double beat and stuff but 
And my mom was always a show jumper since she was a girl and, uh, and a roadie rider as well. So when, when I was in, the, in Chile, my mom was part of the army team, which is pretty fancy. And uh, since I was four, I started doing dressage and, and, and my seat period was like 10 years. And, uh, wow. and they had no stirrups and jumping and dressage and polo and doing all the disciplines that the Chilean army do that they're pretty good at it. They, they won a lot of world shows, especially in the army side. They've been in the Olympics and stuff, and I learned from really, really good coaches and really good. Uh, so basically, my 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 background is is dressage and jumping, eventing, mm-hmm. and um, more classical, uh, and also the Chilean rodeo, which is a, in between. Dress, it's like dressage but speeding, <laughs> you know, chasing cows, working cows doing dressage, and the way we work the cows in Chile is, is more of a contact sport. So we need to stop the cow in a padded place. Well, you need to control your horse 100% and, and be able to control the cow on this padded place and stop it by squeezing the cow very gently against this place. So the control you need of the horse is is 100% uh, accurate. And if you don't have that dressage basis of getting a grip of the bead and get that horse to accept the bead while you hold them, you cannot play with that pressure enough to be millimetric precise when you're working a cow. So, because it's a contact sport, it's, it's, it's for war, you know, like, mm-hmm. when you go to war, when you go to war, that's what dressage is for. You, you need to be holding the rain and, and have that, that, um, that, that stamina under control on, on a light rain and be able to go and come back really easy. It's, it's not mechanic. It's very like using the horse as a working tool. And uh, that's the background that I have. So for me, it was pretty hard to let go of the rain when I came to America, but then I learned the the pleasure of being able to go on the loose rein as well. But I feel, and I like personally, even for my Western horses, I like to start them a little more dressage way. So I'll get on them and just um, play with them on a, on a tight rein at the beginning, get them to accept that bit uh, without losing that forward motion, getting very balanced and, and relaxed before I can start doing collection. And it, it's been such a great tool and I can really feel it on my horses that when I switched to work in equitation, even with my rainers, they, they knew how to hold the bead and they knew how to get collected using a lot of leg and in, in, in good balance with your hands. And, and it was, it just works perfect. I feel that that's what I think is my, my thing on, on my horses. They can do a lot of different styles of riding without getting confused because they, they understand the communication mental first and and then they learn about the collection using your legs and your hands so it's it's been such a journey and learning from so many people yes i know and it, you also um don't you bring horses from Chil- the, the chilean horses aren't you like an importer of this um horse? yes ma'am that's that's what i do actually i'm going to chile next week uh, i'm going to be from the 21st to the 28th over there uh, selecting some horses doing lessons and uh I'm I'm bringing more horses. Uh, that that I'm, I'm trying to import more, and I've been importing lately a few, and now we're getting ready to do like a massive importation. Try to get a, a, a group of people. I want to travel down to Chile with some people, make like a little holiday trip, which is what we're gonna plan now, and go to different breeding farms, show them the horses we got. Uh, I'm gonna pre-select them now and in January too. And then I want to make a trip down there with people so they can see the horses trying because it's, it's, easier, it's easier to take the people down there than bringing the horses here. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, and I got a, a very select group of trainers that are helping me down there as well to, to select them properly. And we got beautiful horses. And the good thing is in Chile, we're old school. We start our horses late. They don't show before they're eight. It's more like dressage. Oh, that's so, nice. Yes, yes. Yeah, their legs just, and everything can get 
you know, they can grow up before you oh. hammer on them, you know. Oh, yeah. These horses can show until they're like 25 because they're sound. So, so that's, yeah. fa- that's fantastic. And, and that something that's nice about the, uh, you know, a 25-year-old horse, for example, when our son was um, in junior high rodeo, they have a event called um, the ribbon roping where the guys, where they rope them and then a, another person goes kind of like calf roping that just don't get down you know and then somebody else grabs a ribbon off well we were able to buy a 20 year old horse from some friends of ours and you know he was he had been there done that he was broke right you know trained right and and still and still able to go for years and years after that so you know being able to use these horses into their 20s 25s you know that that's fantastic Mm -hmm. Yeah, it is. So. The last horse, the, the last time I rode a national final in the Chilean rodeos, in the in the, in the national rodeo finals, uh, you riding the partner. My stud, the one that I was riding, was sixteen, and the mare because we were riding the stud with the mare together, mm-hmm. and, and that mare was nineteen, almost twenty when when we rode the national final at the highest level you can get. And oh, I'm that pretty neat. proud of those horses. Yeah, that's yes. beautiful. Yeah, that's great. And the, and your horses are beautiful. I did see um, Rocket Star. Oh, my word. What a beautiful horse. And, oh, little Rocker. Yeah. Yeah. Is that, is that your heart horse? Is Rocket Star your heart horse? Or do you have a little one? Little, yeah, Little Rockstar. That's the same. Like, small Rockstar. Little Rockstar. Little Rockstar. Yeah. Yeah. Let's take a quick break. Thank you for joining us today. Our podcast is sponsored by Better Equine, the manufacturer of BE saddle pads. Now we're back. Yeah, and yeah. is that a Chilean horse? Yeah, that's an imported horse. That's the one that uh, still holds the national reigning record in Chile. That horse won the Novice Horse Open in in the Kansas Reigning Horse Association. Then we won all the Open year-end awards on the Central Plains Reining Horse Association. We placed in the Sun Circuit and and a lot of other reining shows here. But um, I find out that when your horses are old in the reining, they cannot make money. So I was making $300 in prize money against 1500 in <laughs> stalling and entry fees and stuff. So it wasn't really good business. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, I saw that he, he, he is beautiful. And is this the Chilean horses that you're bringing over? Are these bloodlines that are, um, are they they're, they're, are they quarter horses? I'm going to tell you a little bit about him. I'm going to try to make it as short as you can. Okay. So Chilean horses, like most of the horses that, that, that came to America came from Spain, most of them, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, from Akas, Rosines, and some of the Northern African horses. So the first horses that got to Chile uh, were mostly the, let's say, the low-quality horses, affordable horses that the, the conquistadors could get in Spain, and the ones that survived crossing all South America, including the Amazon and, and all of those things, the Andes and the desert of Atacama, and then they went down like 2,000 miles down to middle of Chile. The ones that survived that, uh, that was a pretty big selection already. But then the problem they have with those horses, they were loose, the Spaniards were losing the war against, against the Mapuche Indians, which is our, our, our tribes from Chile. They're very strong. We're very proud of their culture. Uh, Mapuches are very good warriors, heck of a horseman, and they were winning the war against the Spaniards. So uh, the governor 
Garcia Hurtado de Mendoza, he said, he called his buddies from Spain and said, hey, send me horses. And guess what? They sent Garcia's and Mendoza um, type of horses, which were the best horses from the king of Spain. So some of them stayed in Peru and the rest of them, the good ones, went down to Chile. And those are the ones that we started using uh, to produce in Chile better horses for war in order to win that war. And we ended up conquering uh, southern Chile. I think the war is, has never stopped until today because they are our natives are so strong and they're such big fighters and they keep fighting for their lands until nowadays. Oh even if they call so it's 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 a long story. There's a lot of different political views about it. I don't mm-hmm. want to get into that, but right. I'm I still feel pretty proud of how how these warriors are because they've been mm-hmm. warriors. And and from those very best Spanish horses, if you read about them, the 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 Guzman and and Mendoza horses were the best horses in Spain by far in history. And from that lines, these horses started uh, started to be uh, reproduced in Chile. And then we have the third oldest registry in the whole world. And Chilean horses are the America's oldest stock horses. So the tradition in the in the selection of the Chilean horses, which comes from Spain, m- most of them is a longer tradition than quarter horse, than paint horses, and than Appaloosa. I know, it's fascinating, isn't it? That's why I brought it up, because it is fascinating, and I wanted him to go right through that. (laughs) That is, and that's what Little Rockstar is, right? Yeah, I think Little Rockstar, I'm pretty proud of him. I think he's the best Chilean horse ever produced, because he has won in so many different disciplines, and uh, even if we're on the radio right now, I, I would say that He's going to make big things. Hopefully, my, my, my goal for him is to make him be part of the Team USA for the work in equitation. I'm working really hard towards that goal, and I want to be at the workshop representing the United States on that Chilean horse because he's such a talented boy, and he's still young. He's just 12, and he's sound, and he loves his job. And I think we found our we found our um, our second love in the work in equitation. It's such a beautiful sport. I never thought I was going to fall back in love with the English type of writing. Um but I just find out this discipline is so complete and you need such mm-hmm. a broke horse. It's so artistic. The way that the horses need to move, the way they need to perform is so accurate, so balanced. I've never the seen anything so elegant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's very the elegant. The welfare mm-hmm. is such a big thing on it. I mean, I'm just in love with it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And you guys look so good together. You do. He's, oh, he's you. a beautiful animal. He's just beautiful. So We still have a long way to go, though. Mm-hmm. I I, I started out in the work in equitation as a master's level, just to try it out. And um, Rockstar did so good at it that I'm like, okay, we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, great. it's great. Yeah. Well, so I know you did, you had that announcement about needing some, uh, some barrel racers and some breakaway uh, experienced girls. And is that because you're taking them to Chilean to see, to ride Chilean horses? Is that what that was about? Yep, I, I got two girls selected already. Both of them are professional barrel racers and breakaway. One of them is a little more onto the barrels. The other one's a little bit more onto the breakaway. But they're both very, very talented women. Uh, one of them is Katie Johnson. She's from, uh, I think she's from Montana. And, and Hayden, she, she's from New Mexico. And those, after a long process, I got a lot of people inquiring. I found out that these two girls look very, very professional. They have a very good show record. And um, they were very approachable, very nice people to talk with, which is very important too. Um, I saw some bit of them doing clinics and lessons, and they were amazing riders. And, and people is very excited about seeing them doing these demonstrations, 
on breakaway and barrels, which is getting starting to get pretty popular, especially barrels. And people has never seen the breakaway, and they everybody wants to see the breakaway because it's such a um, impressive sport. It's almost zero contact on the cow. It's just how fast you can grab it, but you don't really pull the cow or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So for the animal welfare point of view, it's not going to be as shocking as the team roping that I love it. I think it's a great sport. It's so functional. It's what we do at the ranches. Uh, it's a great sport, but sadly, it's not part of the culture in South America, so people don't doesn't doesn't really understand it. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this would be a great opportunity yeah. for them too, then to, yeah, to, to experience learn. this. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, that's I'm amazing forward. that you're doing that. That you're bringing other people with you. I think that's just well, awesome that you do things like that. And how many clinics do you um, have per year? Well, to be honest, I haven't been doing a lot of clinics. I don't really like to do lessons, to be honest. Okay. Like, if I if I give a lesson to somebody, feel lucky because I I need to like people to give lessons. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I got really good clients here. They can see their horses. I give them lessons because I like them. But normally, I don't I don't like to do lessons. Okay. It's not my thing. When, when they invite to clinics, I I understand uh, what I'm doing. And I've done clinics in Argentina, in Brazil, in England. Like I've done a lot of clinics in a lot of places, and people think this is fun, but I try to be more focused on on training. Awesome. <laughs> I like to train more. Well, good yeah. for and you. Now, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's great. Well, if somebody wants to to reach out to you, how would they? How would the listeners contact you? Or do you do you have a to website? See where you're at yeah, to come and, watch? And yeah. yeah, they can find me on mg horses like marcelo guzman okay. mghorses.com that's pretty easy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they can they can contact me on my phone to 940-284-8310 i don't pick up the phone all the time but if they text me i will call back and stuff um but the easiest way is through my website mghorses.com okay so that's mg horses okay yeah i'm up to do clinics um i just don't like to do clinics for too long i i like to do it for not, not longer than two days because i as i'm telling you i like to be focused on training performance horses are my thing um and it and takes yeah, a that's... lot of it takes a lot of time to to uh you know to train those horses to get them at that top level so you know that's yeah. good to concentrate on that and not spread yourself too thin mm-hmm. yeah exactly. i like to do clinics as i'm telling you i i like to do it i i I enjoyed it. I don't like to do lessons. <laughs> oh, I understand. <laughs> but if, but normally, what I've in, in the past, what I've done, I don't do more than two or three clinics a year. Okay. I, I wouldn't do. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. yeah. I look forward to seeing what you do in the future, and it sounds like you've got a lot of goals ahead of you that you're trying to reach, and it'll be fun to see you get there. Yeah, maybe we can touch base in yeah. the future and see how see how everything went. I'd love to hear. Uh, we'd love to talk to you after you uh, you take the girls down, and for the breakaway and the. Oh yeah, we'd love to hear how yeah. that goes. Uh huh. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's gonna be super interesting. It's gonna be well. We're gonna be training at a very nice breeding farm from. Uh, uh, Roberto Stanton. Mm-hmm. Roberto is a is a big time uh, breeder. He's got a cool thing going on. He's got a reproductive center, and he's been donating breedings to all the little to all the little breeders, so they have access to the best bloodlines. Wow, and, oh, that's you know, super nice. Been, oh, he gives them away for free. Like he's got this bunch. He, he buys or trades horses. He gets these beautiful stars with really good show records <clears throat> in confirmation, in rodeos, in different events. 
and he gives away the breedings for free. It's, it's amazing what he does. And and now he wants to uh, uh, keep pushing the functionality of the Chilean horses. So he invited me to this um, <clears throat> Chilean uh, breeders rodeo. It's only breeders on it. And um, he's taking us with the girls so that we can show different things that the Chilean horses can do pretty good. I said, he said, what do you think is the best thing we can do on Chilean horses? I said, well, cow horse is one of them. Working equitation is the other one. Breakaway and barrels is something these horses can really, really do. And it's very easy for them. It takes them nothing to learn. So I was like, okay, so let's focus on that and bring me a couple of cowgirls that can do it because he wants women to get involved on it. That's what he wanted to bring girls and not guys. Mm-hmm. So so more more oh, ladies I'm, can get involved on it. Excited. I'm excited. Oh yeah. my gosh. Will, that, I'm so will excited this be to televised or, or videoed, Marcelo? What you're gonna Sorry? be doing? When you go down there, will this be will that be televised or videoed? Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be televised and uh, we're gonna have the horse channel down there. Uh, so we're going to have really good images of it. Oh, fantastic. Super. That's great. Yeah, we can share something with you for social media and stuff. Oh, that, I'd love it. I'd yeah, love it. That's so cool. Marcelo, thank you so much for joining us today. It has been a pleasure getting to know you. Yes, it has. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity. I hope more people can reach out here. We got a lot of projects going on, looking for the future. I came to this country to learn, but also to share a little bit of what I've learned from other cultures, because I think it's very important to enrich our knowledge from everybody. If we just get stuck in, in one discipline and one thing, it's not fair for the horse, it's not fair for the rider, not for the industry. So I think that the more we can share our knowledge in different disciplines, it's... it's uh, it's a big plus for the industry, and I'll be willing to share everything that I know. Oh, that thank is. you. That's that a great is. attitude, and I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank we'll you so much. Talk to you later. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Subscribe with us to follow our podcast, and please provide a review. We appreciate your positive feedback, which enables us to provide our free podcast to you. Music provided by Ed Mahan and copyrights by Everything Horses and Livestock Magazine.